But the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the living God. In the name of the Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Today we celebrate the feast of St. Teresa of Jesus. Father uh, Teresa de Jesus, also known as St. Teresa of Avila. Um, she is uh, one of uh, uh, two women, uh, two of the first women, they were the first two in 1970, uh, declared doctors of the church, um, the highest uh, uh, acclimate that can be given to uh, a theologian. Uh, they are someone who, who teaches the church itself. Um, and I'll tell you more about her later. And if you stick around after Mass, we have a relative, St. Teresa, here today. I'll, I'll bless each of you with that, uh, uh, with the relic. And so as we begin our celebration, let's just take a moment of quiet reflection. Look at our daily lives for those moments of grace and offer God thanksgiving. Seek forgiveness from our God for our own sins. Lord Jesus, you came to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you came to call sinners to redemption. Christ, have mercy. Christ, Lord Jesus, you plead for us at the right hand of your Father. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O oh God, who through this your spirit raised up St. Teresa of Jesus to show the church the way to seek perfection, grant that we may always be nourished by the food of her heavenly teaching and fired with longing for true holiness. We ask this to our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Be seated, listen to the word of God. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, we know that all creation is groaning and labor pains even until now. And not only that, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we also groan within ourselves as we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For hope we were saved, now hope that seems for itself is not hope. For who hopes for what one sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we will wait with endurance. In the same way, the Spirit too comes to the aid of our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. And the one who searches hearts knows what is in the intention of the Spirit, because he intercedes to the Holy One according to God's will. The word of the Lord. The response today is, your words, Lord, are spirit and life. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The command of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eye. Your word, Lord, are spirit and life. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. Your word, Lord, are spirit and life. They are more precious than gold, than a heap of purest gold, sweeter also than syrup or honey from the comb. Your word, Lord, are spirit and life.
Alleluia, alleluia. Remain in my love, says the Lord. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit. And every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in them will bear much fruit because without me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Teresa of Avila is uh, uh, one of the saints uh, associated with uh, what popularly was referred to as the Counter Reformation, um, but which uh, Father John O'Malley, uh, the great uh, Jesuit historian of that, that period, uh, cringes every time he hears that term, he says it was the Catholic Reformation, not done in reaction to anyone doing anything on their own elsewhere. It was done because we needed what was being done. Teresa was born in 1515. Two years later, an Augustinian monk had a list of, of complaints that he nailed to the door of the cathedral uh, in where he lived. His name was Martin Luther, and thus was born the Reformation. Um, so that, that's the, uh, the, the milieu that she grew up. Uh, she grew up in, uh, in that period with the, the Reformation, uh, the Protestant Reformation and the Catholic Reformation going on. Um, and she was an extraordinary woman. Uh, uh, lived in Avila, which is a little town, about 80 miles west-northwest of uh, Madrid uh, to this day. Uh, the old walled city is intact. She lived inside that. Um, but she was a woman with big thoughts from her earliest days. At the age of seven, she convinced her brother Rodrigo to join her and leave Avila uh, to go to Morocco to be martyred uh, by the Moors. Um, uh, they made it just outside the gates of town, stopped to rest there, and their uncle was coming home from work and saw the two of them and grabbed them and dragged them back home. Uh, thus ending her plans for martyrdom. Um, but uh, uh, as she grew older, she was uh, uh, educated in the, uh, the Augustinian convent school in, in Avila. And at the age of 20, um, she entered the Carmelite uh, monastery in Avila. Um, uh, and joined the, the order of, of Mount Carmel. Um, she wasn't satisfied with the way they were living there uh, because uh, the Carmelites were known for their, their strict monastic rule. They uh, 
they, they lived strict poverty. Uh, they, they kept silent and spent the day in prayer. But her convent, she found, seemed to be kind of a celebrity place that uh, every nobleman in the area, a noblewoman, would come to visit the sisters and they were bringing gifts and having conversations. And she said there was no quiet time to pray here at all. So she set about uh, reform and ultimately um, founded 17 monasteries with a new stricter rule and uh, a couple of uh, male Carmelites, the priests, uh, joined her in this, the most famous of whom was John of the Cross, who was one of her disciples. And he founded another 17 monasteries for men. Um, uh, she did extraordinary things. Um, um, and, but anyone who does extraordinary things gets uh, treated in two ways. Uh, Brother John O'Malley, who I, I just mentioned, um, uh, in his uh, course on uh, the, the Catholic Reformation, he was teaching at Harvard. Um, put out a challenge when he came to Teresa of Avila. Uh, uh, Father O'Malley's hypothesis is that Teresa of Avila is the most influential woman in all of Western history. And he did what he did with all of his graduate classes where he had Teresa. He challenged the people in the class to, to name a woman more influential than she. Uh, someone said Elizabeth I of England. He gave a few reasons why he discarded that. A few other people gave other things. And then uh, the Jesuit, the familiar look to you, uh, raised his hand and saw his friends sitting around and start sliding down in their desks to not be seen. And Father O'Malley said, Mr. Class, you have uh, a candidate. And I said, I do, Father. And he said, who might that be? And I said, Mary, the mother of God. She never published anything. Does anybody else have anything? Um, that next summer, after leading a group of high school students through Greece and Italy, I went to, to study in Spain and we did a, a day trip to Avila um, from Salamanca where I was studying. And uh, there I went to the monastery uh, where Teresa lived and uh, bought a postcard, well, a bunch of them, but the postcard was a portrait of hers had her signature on it and I turned it over and I addressed it to Father O'Malley and I said, dear Father O'Malley, I was speaking with Our Lady the other day and she told me about the wonderful things you had said about me, but I have to point out to you, you are wrong. She is published. If you look at her editor, Luke, in his first chapter, she has a lovely poem that's there. It's the prayer we know as the Magnificat. Never heard anything about that from him. But three years later, as he was directing my thesis for my licentiate in sacred theology. I went into his office for our first session. His desk was immaculate, unlike mine. It had a phone and a pen, and he had one of those sheets of plate glass on it that people put on desks to protect them. And there were half a dozen things underneath it, and one of them was a postcard from Avila, the picture of St. Teresa and a forged signature of Teresa on it. That's when I knew I had done something good. She had uh, uh, a number of spiritual directors, including Jesuits, who kept telling her in her, uh, her meditation, um, just meditate on the risen Lord. And Teresa's advice, um, and this is one of the reasons she's a doctor at the church today. She says, oh, and this advice, of course, is very good. 
but in my case. And she said, for her, I meditated on the cross. And if you've seen a Spanish cross, they're very realistic. They've got torn flesh and blood dripping and everything that the Spaniards wanted to really get the sense of what Jesus went through. And she said, because when I see him on the cross, I realize exactly what he did for me, uh, for my salvation. Um, and uh, among those uh, confessors that she had who would give her this advice was a, uh, a Jesuit uh, of prominence. Uh, his uncle was the King of Spain, the Holy Roman Emperor. Um, he himself had been the Duke of Gandia and resigned his, um, his office to uh, enter the, the Society of Jesus. Um, we know him as St. Francis Borgia. He became the third superior general of the Jesuits. Um, uh, but Teresa uh, uh, took his advice that it was wonderful and followed her own. Um, it took 400 years after, uh, almost, almost 400 years after her death, uh, but uh, Paul VI named her and Catherine of Siena as the first two female doctors of the church. And she's different than most of them. Most of them are great theologians trained in theology. Um, she didn't get a chance to go to a university and study under theologians. She did. She didn't. She wasn't uh, like Saint Augustine who got to study under Saint Ambrose and uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas who got to study uh, and teach at the great university of Paris. Um, she just had a tutor. Uh, he was a good one. His name was Jesus of Nazareth. In her mystical life, <coughs> is where she got her theology. She said, "I would." I would see the Lord and I would ask him a question and he would answer me. Um, uh, remarkable woman. And so we, uh, uh, we, we joyfully join with uh, Carmelites around the world today in celebrating her life. Let's gather our prayers and bring them before our God. We begin with a prayer for peace in our world. That God send his spirit of peace to the minds and hearts of all men and women. This we pray to the Lord. We pray for the church in gratitude for women like Teresa, um, like Catherine, uh, for God's word and God's sacraments, uh, for the Carmelites, especially those here in Traverse City and those in Roxbury, uh, Massachusetts, who were my neighbors when I was in theology studies. We pray to the Lord. We pray for our nation, ask that God watch over it, protect us. We pray to the Lord. We pray for our ministry of Catholic education, ministry begun by the Holy Family, continued by women like in, like Teresa and to our, this very day in our, uh, our school here, we pray to the Lord. Pray for the sick in our community. We pray very especially for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Buell, for Mary Kay Dowling, um, uh, for Katie Barsha, um, and all of those in need of God's healing graces, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Loving God, we come before you, bringing you our hopes and desires. These you've given voice, others help silently in their hearts, but all of them offer to you for your son, 
Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. It is the gift of the earth, the work of human hands, that will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine, the work of human hands, that will become our spiritual bread. Pray, my sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God Almighty Father. May our offerings, O Lord, be acceptable to your majesty, to whom the devoted service of St. Teresa was pleasing in such great measure. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right it is truly right and just our duty in our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, for in Teresa and the saints who consecrated themselves to Christ for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, it is right to celebrate the wonders of your providence by which you call human nature back with original holiness and bring it to experience on this earth the gifts you promised in the new world to come. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you. As without end, we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth, God of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fault of all holy. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord, Jesus Christ. The time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in memory of me. Mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection. Until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly, we pray that for taking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. 
Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity. Together with Francis, our Pope, Bishop Walter, our administrator, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who've fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your faith. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her husband, your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, St. Teresa of Avila, St. Francis, St. Clair, and all the saints who please you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs of eternal life. And they praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. The Savior is commanded and formed by divine teaching. Let's raise our voices in the prayer given to us by Jesus himself. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we wait the blessed hope in the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you always. Help each other greeting of God's peace. Lamb of God, behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord. May the body and blood of Christ keep us safe for eternal life.
I will sing forever your, of your mercies, O Lord. Through all ages, my mouth will proclaim your fidelity. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, our God, that your obedient family, whom you have fed with the bread of heaven, may follow the example of St. Teresa and rejoice to sing of your mercies for all eternity. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Mass is ended. Go in peace. I have a relic of St. Teresa given to me as an ordination gift by the Sisters of the Mount Carmel uh, Monastery in uh, Roxbury, Massachusetts, with two blocks from them. And uh, so I'd be happy to give a blessing to any of you who um, would like to on the way out. Is it come? Put your hand out. Thank you. 